This here podcast is for a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You never know, we might be talking about spirituality and wellness, relationships, whatever it is that you do to get your money, be it working somewhere, be it running your own thing, be it having a side hustle, it's all good over here. We are getting organized. We are handling our time management better and we are having fun through it all. Because over here, it's all love, all light and good vibes only. So if you are interested in living, laughing and learning, growing and glowing, drinking your water and minding your own business, this is the perfect place for you. Hi, I'm Tiff, and welcome. Hey friends, and welcome to another edition of the Life Unscripted Podcast by Organized Energy. I am so excited for you to be here. You have tuned in now for part two of Zachary Wimbish's story. Uh, hopefully you have already listened to part one and we are going to jump in and um, continue listening to Zach as he shares his testimony with us. Um, I like to say um, it's, you know, their story, but for God's glory. So let's jump into it. Let's hear um, the rest of what Zach has to share with us. All right. You ready? Okay, let's go. met last year you were um living somewhere as a result of something of of experience that you had will you tell or share your experience with what happened with that because men we think that this thing that happened with you that you'll that you'll tell um is something that that women experience a lot of but you have something that happened that quiet as it's kept, men experience also. Will you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I will. And uh, let, let me first say that um, uh, I was a domestic abuser myself when I was coming up. I used to fight on my women when things didn't go right, when they said the wrong thing. You know, when they looked at the wrong person or when they looked too long or when they laughed too hard. You know, I was insecure and I was jealous, you know. My my question was, where you going? Who you going with? And what time you going to be back? And when things just didn't go my way, I used to be an abuser. And like I said, you know, uh, my life had changed when I came down here to North Carolina. You know, my life had changed. And I just didn't want to be all of those things no more. I didn't want to be a drug addict no more. I didn't want to be a a woman beater no more. I didn't want to be a cheater no more. I didn't want to be a liar no more. I I didn't want to be a thief no more. I just didn't want to be that person no more. And I had got into a relationship uh, with a young lady uh, down here in North Carolina. And she was, she reminded me of how I used to be. She was always accusing me of cheating. She was always accusing me of uh, 
accusing me of things that I wasn't doing. And, uh, you know, one day she, she came to my job and uh, started thinking that I was cheating on her and started thinking that I was sleeping with this person and that person. And she started fighting on me on the job. And, you know, she started scratching me. She was choking me, ch trying telling me that she was going to kill me and all of that. So I wasn't even trying to fight her back. I didn't want to grab her arms. I didn't want to stop her like that because they would have looked they would have looked at it like it's a mutual battle. It was a mutual combat. And most of all, me being a black man, not trying to talk like that, but I would have went to jail, you know, because my t-shirt was ripped, ripped. My t-shirt was ripped. It was scratches all over my neck and everything. So I just tried to like block her punches. And then I tried to run and get away from her. And she grabbed me, you know, ripped my t-shirt. So the police came. And um, when the police came, you know, they, uh, wanted to see my ID and I was telling them that I'm the victim here. And, you know, once they looked at the cameras and saw what was really taking place, they realized that I didn't do nothing. They realized that I wasn't even fighting back. I wasn't even, you know, I wasn't even trying to do nothing. I, she was just abusing me. And they, uh, they, uh, they took and they put me in a um, domestic violence shelter, my son and I, cause the lady had put me and my son out and, uh, and they was asking me, they was asking me, did I want to press charges, Tiffany? And I told them I didn't want to press charges. And they said, why? I said, because I live with her. Where am I, Where else am I going to go? Where am I going to go? Because this one, I was living with her. And they uh, they told me uh, that they, uh, they, it was a domestic violence program that they could put me in. So they put me in the domestic violence program. And me and my son went to the shelter in the domestic violence program. And, uh, you know, from there, you know, I started, you know, going to domestic violence meetings and I started sharing at the meetings and, you know, a lot of women there, they was talking how they was afraid of their abuser. And when they was talking, Tiffany, they just was reminding me of my past. They was reminding me when they were saying how afraid they was and how they man beat on them and how they had the black eye. I was just thinking about all the bad stuff that I was doing to women and i'm saying to myself now here i am in the same situation with them you know and um you know i ended up in a domestic violence shelter you know and that that gave me even more strength even though i wanted to stop fighting on women but being there with them women knowing that them women were scared to even leave that facility to go get groceries they used to leave out that facility and look to their left and to their right before they took two steps and when they took two steps, they'd start looking behind them, you know. And them women, them women were scared to death in that place. And I said to myself, I can't believe these women is going through what they're going through. And um, I was the only man in there. You know, I was the only man in there. And, you know, like I said, I just didn't want to fight her back. I just didn't want to fight her. I knew I was stronger than her. I knew that she couldn't physically beat me, even though she was scratching me up. And even though she could, I knew that I was physically stronger than her. But like I said, I just didn't, I just didn't want to fight no more. I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to do that no more. You know, I just wanted my life just to be different, you know? And that's how I ended up in the domestic violence shelter. So how did the women receive you there and your son in the domestic violence shelter? Like, were they glad to see a man there? Did they feel like they could draw from you? Like, 
um, insight from a man's point of view on anything? Were they intimidated by you being there? Like, what was that experience like for them? Well, well, when I got there, they was they they told me I was in the wrong place, and I was tell even the security guard. I had got locked out. I took the trash out, and I got locked out. And the security guard wouldn't let me back in. And I said, um, I said, I live here. He said, Nah, this place is for women. I said, Sir, I live. I live upstairs. Sir, my son is upstairs, and he wouldn't let me in the building. And I had to get him to call, you know, upstairs. And then they verified that I am. I was a resident there. And he apologized. He said, Man, I never seen a man in here, man. And I said, Yeah, but the women. Uh, some women was was offended by me being there, you know. Some women. Zach, I can't hear you. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Okay, there you go. You, you cut out a little bit. You cut out now. You said some women were offended, and then what did you say? See, some some of them was offended. They didn't want. A, they didn't see how a man could be there, and 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 some and some of them was making fun of me. Some of them, some of them, because a lot of people in there is a, a, are afraid to walk the streets. Are afraid of their abuser. They are afraid, like really fear for their life. Used to make jokes and say that I was running running from a woman. You know, a woman got me in a domestic violence shelter. You know, my son used to feel a certain kind of way too. He used to be like, man, dad, I, my son didn't want, used to, didn't want to go there at nighttime. Cause I used to leave out and go to work and pick my son up from school. And, you know, but he didn't, sometimes he didn't even want to be there. You know, but he stuck it out. Why? What, it, out. what was it about him that he didn't like? What was it that he, nobody really wants to be there, but like what, was there anything in particular that made him not want to be there? My, my son just didn't want to be in the shelter. Yeah, and nobody wants. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He, he just he just didn't want he just didn't want to be at the shelter. Yeah, you know, you know, but um, but 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 all, all the women there had got used got used to me. They see that I didn't want nothing from them. They see that I was in the same situation they was in, and you know, I was trying to get the same help that they was trying to get. You know, you know, and that uh, uh, you know. So, and how long was you there? I stayed there for like three months. Three months. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, it's something. It's a little different, like you mentioned, um, as the even the the security officer was surprised because typically, you know, in our minds, we reserve that type of experience to be for women, and we don't really think about the fact that men can experience something similar. Um, and then, as far as this experience for your son. And even for the other things that you've already shared as well, other experiences, but even this one, how do you think that has impacted your son even now? Um, and even at that time, was there any, uh, it's, and I say that because he's school-aged, so he has to go to school, he has to see his peers who might have a different experience for life, you know, um, who might live somewhere different, who their, their family dynamics are different, the financial situation is different, you know, and all that. Um, so how do you feel like that has impacted him? And um, and sec second part of that question is, as far as for any of the kids, 
has therapy for you, the mamas, you know, them, you know, have been introduced into y'all's life as well? I know you mentioned church, um, but, you know, how has or have you, you know, sought therapy? So those are my two questions right there. Okay. So, so Tiffany, can you explain, because you, you have to explain it a little bit better than, than what, I, what I'm receiving. I don't know if I'm hearing the question right. Could you repeat it? Yeah. So the first part of the question is how, in what ways has it impacted your son while he was there in the shelter or even after y'all don't live in the shelter anymore, but can did it impact him emotionally, mentally, in any kind of way, you know, because people experience things and, you know, sometimes they can't, I don't say they can't shake that because they can't, you can do anything through Christ. Obviously I'm not saying it that way, but what I mean is, you know, you know, maybe flashbacks to something or just thinking about it even now because there's been trauma there. You know, there's been trauma, you know, for um, some of his experiences so far, you know. And so living in the shelter, seeing other people that have been, you know, victims of domestic violence, seeing his dad or knowing his dad has been a victim as well, but being in a shelter with other people who have experienced that, what has that done emotionally for him and has therapy been introduced for him? Yeah, uh, we we do we we do go to therapy. We go to family therapy, and uh, so so it, it has impacted him because some of the stories he some of the stories that the women were sharing, he had ears for them too, and he had a heart for them too. Zach, back of, up, back Zach, Zach, back up a little bit because the um, I. I um, had an interruption with the with the recording go back so you said y'all go to family therapy and then what else did you say behind that yeah uh we all we all go to family therapy uh all three of us we go to family therapy and then my also my children have individual therapy and this therapy came from me when i say it came from me meaning that i'm the one that took them to therapy i'm the one that got them individual therapy i'm the one you know, it's, it's like, because I knew that they was going to need it. See, my son, he was there at that shelter, and he heard a lot of them stories. He saw them women being afraid to leave the shelter. He saw them, he saw how them women live. And and he had, a, he heard some of their stories. One lady, one lady had, had was pregnant, and the guy used to beat her up, that the guy ran her over with a car, tried to kill her and the baby. And this, she was scared to leave the shelter. She was scared. And, and my son used to be feeling so sorry for her, used to be feeling so, so sad for her. And he used to always say, man, man my mother, I, ho I hope nobody in my family ever have to go through this. Mm -hmm. So I think it is, I think it is affect, will affect him to the point where I'll, I don't think that he'll ever put his hand on, hand on a woman. I, I believe that he won't. You know, because he already so he already see the fear that they have. He already see the hurt that they pain, and, and he already see the scars that the, that those men left on those women. You know what I'm saying? Even one, one time, even even my my abuser, the lady that was fighting on me all the time. You know, he's scared of her to this day. He's scared of her. One time we was coming out the shelter and he seen a, a truck that looked like her truck. And he said, dad, dude. And he, he was, he was really nervous. And I told him, and I had to show him that wasn't her. 
But he was really, really, he was, uh, he's affected by that because when she was fighting on me, he was at the YMCA when she was fighting on him and, she, and he was trying to stop her from fighting. He kept saying, get off my dad, stop, get off my dad. You know, but we do go to family therapy. And uh, as far as us living in the shelter, when we finally got, when we finally got our home, he was just so excited. You know, he had a room of, he had a room of his own because we were sharing a room. You know, we all slept in bunk beds and stuff. And when he finally got a room of his own, he fixed it up and, you know, he keep the house clean. And, you know, he, he, he really appreciate what we have now because he know where we come from. He know what we've been through and he know, our, he know, our, he know our struggles. You know, he, 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 he know all the struggles that, that we had, you know? So, you know, he's really, he's really appreciative, really appreciative of everything. So have you learned anything through therapy that you could carry on and share with other people? Like what have been the biggest breakthroughs in therapy that you have um, received or experienced so far? What have been some takeaways from therapy that you're like, man, you know, it made you see things differently or it's enlightened you in some kind of way? What, one of the main things that I learned in therapy that really helped me out the most is I can't control what somebody do to me, but I can control on how I respond to it. That's one of the main things I learned. I learned that, you know, I, I learned that, you know, pe people are going to do things to you or say things. I can't control what you do to me. I can't control that, but I can control how I respond to it. You know, I can control how I respond to it. You know, and I, um, you know, like, 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 that's, that's one of the main things is, it's my response to, it's my response to things. That's just like now, um, they, they chose me to be, uh, like, uh, a manager at the YMCA, the head lifeguard at the YMCA. It's like, I'm the manager on duty. And when I was chosen that, that position, a lot of those people didn't expect for me to have that position. I didn't even apply for it. I was chosen to be the manager there. I was chosen to be the head like God. I was just the one chosen. So when I ask people to do certain things, you know, I, they, sometimes they have an attitude. You know, sometimes they have an attitude. So it's like, you know, I, the, the way I respond, the way I respond to certain things now is different. It's my response that I think that's that I learned in therapy the most how I respond to certain situations I think that is that's incredible I um so as we begin to go into um when I talk about what's your story I always it's not just the story it is um what did you get from it and how can you help somebody else right and so I want to get to the point of empowering others so from all that you have experienced from beginning to end, from that, if you could do your top three things that, you know, what, it, what, was the, what were the lessons? What were the blessings? You know, what were, what were your lessons from all that you have experienced so far? What do you believe are your lessons and what have been your blessings from it? Well, Tiffany... My my lessons is that 
we're going to all face trials. That's that's one a thing that I learned is that us being here on earth, we're going to go through some things. We're going to face some things. We're going to face some hard times. We're going to face some losses. We're going to face some deaths. We're going to face some setbacks. We're going to face all we No matter what, as long as you live on this earth, there are going to be things that we have to face. But what I have learned, Tiffany, that and don't through 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 it all, like I said before, it's just doing the next right thing. It's just doing the next right thing. Like like I like I was telling you, it, it, it gets rough. It gets rough for me. I'm a single father father of three. It gets rough for it get it gets rough for me. And one time it, it, it got so rough, Tiffany, that I, I started crying. I started crying. All the stuff that I was experiencing raising three children. I started crying and I left the house. And I got in my car. And I just needed to go somewhere. And I didn't go far, Tiffany. I went like three or four. Uh-oh, Zach, can you hear me? You kind of cut out again. Can you hear me? Zach, can you hear me? Hello? The good Zach. Yeah, can you hear Uh-oh. me? Uh-oh. There you go. Okay, you had cut out. You said that you went three buildings over and then I didn't hear anything else. Yeah, yeah I went I went three buildings over and you know and and, and, and and I just sat in my car and I just was was praying and I was just crying and I was just just talking to God. And um, you know, and, and God started showing me, you know, show, I started having gratitude. God started, I started looking at the things that he's doing for me, not the things that I don't have, not the things that I'm trying to get. I started looking, I started looking at where I'm at. I may not be where I, where I want to be at, but where I'm at right now, I, I just be grateful that I'm here, that I'm, that I'm in, I, you know, I, I'm just grateful that I'm at, at this point, you know, I'm just thinking on even just thinking them for the little bit that I have. I may not have everything, but the little bit that I have, I'm thinking of, I'm just grateful for that, you know. But but what I what what I wanted, to, no matter what you go, no matter what trial we face, no matter what we, you know, no matter no matter what what what, what happens, as, as long as we just just continue, Tiffany, just to keep just just to keep pushing on. Like I told you, just to do the next best, just to do the next right thing, you know, just to do the next right thing. And I mean, I learned, I learned, I, learn, I, I want to be able to help somebody else. But, but like, like I tell you, you know, the only thing I could think of, Tiffany, right now is just, just to, just to don't give up, no matter what, just to keep, just to keep on, just to keep on just trying to do the next right thing. You know, even when you mess up, you know, just still get back up and just keep trying to do the next right thing. The more you can do the next right thing, that, that I think that, you know, the situation will get better. Absolutely. And most of all, you keep your hands in the hands of the men who, 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 who can keep you together, you know. 
um, the, the Bible is the it says, you know, now who is able to keep you from falling, you know, and um, and uh, and I and that's just a blessing in it all as well. And then, you know, I appreciate so for you all. Um, so Zach, um, uh, he is very inspirational. He's been very intentional, very consistent with sharing the word of God. Uh, almost on a daily basis. Sometimes I don't get my little the messages that he might send or whatever, but um, Zach, you know, uh, sends scripture, you know, almost daily, um, whatever the scripture of the day might be. And uh, just his intentionality in that, his consistency in that, you know, just sharing. The thing about it is when we go through things, um, you know, some people go through things and they think about, what it is that they are lacking, what it is that they are needing. They're thinking about the thing that they are experiencing that does not feel good. And they kind of shut down from the world. And others decide that no matter what they're experiencing, um, they have gratitude even for the little things that are really big things. And um, they're going to help somebody else, even in the midst of whatever it is they're needing help with themselves. And so Zach, you know, in the midst of whatever he may experience or whatever, you know, he still sends encouraging words even to the next person, regardless. And that is something that um, is amazing um, in itself because people can be selfish, you know, and um, it's awesome that you that you still want to encourage and you still want to bless somebody else despite your experiences. So I just thank you for that as well, because there are some days where I get the word, I read it quickly and, you know, I go on with my day. And other days I'm like, man, I appreciate, you know, I appreciate it every time you send it. But there are some times that you might take it for granted. You're like, okay, Zach's going to send a text today. You know, he's going to send that, you know, that that word of God. He's going to send the the encouraging scripture for the day. I read it. I keep on moving. Sometimes it's like really, really, that was a day you needed to hear it. You know, you needed to see it. You needed to see the example of somebody's consistency. You know, needed to see that somebody... No matter, it's almost like, you know, a person that's preaching in the wilderness. You know, you may or may not know if somebody's listening. You may or may not know if there is this affecting them or not. But you're going to do it anyway. You know, it's what you decided you're going to be committed to. And no matter if they respond, because sometimes I I just, it doesn't, you know, I read it and I go on. And I, you know, may not think to respond at the moment. You know, then the th- three or four days later, I go back and I read some of those. And I say, oh, doggone it. You know, I didn't respond or I didn't read this as, thoroughly as I would like to when it first came in and I might respond then because it can be in, you know, discouraging of creating content, you know, um, somebody that posts a lot on social media or whatever. And they don't, you know, I could say, you know, for me, I don't, it doesn't matter, you know, if someone likes or comments or reposts or do any of the things I put it out, put things out as I'm so moved to at the time that I moved to, because I know that somebody, even if it's just one, is going to come across it and they're going to need it, you know, and it's not for the hundreds or the thousands of the likes. If, if, if that's fine, I mean, if, if so, that's great. So be it. But if just the one saw it, if just the one, if it touched their heart at the right time when they needed it, Hey, it did what it needed to do, you know? And because and God says that his word, when he goes out, it will not return to him void. You know, it's going to, to do the purpose for what it was sent out to do, you know? And so when you, share the word when you put the word out you know it has an intended purpose and it's going to accomplish that thing it's going to do what it was you know it may not be immediately i tell people sometimes that you know the the same day you plant the seed is not always the same day you're going to get your crop you know 
The Bible tells us that some plant the seed, somebody else waters the seed, but only God gives the increase, you know? And so you have to just do your part and be consistent in just planting the seed, you know, and let somebody else water it. God's going to give the increase when he wants to, you know? And so I just appreciate your consistency with sharing the word. And today I also thank you just for being so open and sharing um, your testimony, you know, because the Bible says that, you know, if we don't speak up, what? The rocks will cry out. He got rocks that will cry out for him, you know, and I don't want no rocks crying out for me. You know, we have enough that we can say on our own for how good God is being. So I just thank God and I bless God for your testimony um, and your transparency and even just, you know, just asking his continued blessings upon blessings upon blessings on you and your children and every single thing that concerns you and your children and your family and everybody is attached to your assignment. People are attached to you. They are assigned to you and they need you to do what you're supposed to do so they can get what they're supposed to get because you, you know, you are a vessel, you know? So I thank God for you. I thank God for you too, Tiffany. I really do. You know, I think about you often, Tiffany. Every time I walk, you furnish my whole house. <laughs> you furnish my whole house. I know, I know you ain't. I know you probably didn't want me to say that, but yes, and I was hoping that you. Yeah, I'm not. That's God, you know. Yes, that's God, Tiffany. You know, you are, you are, you was a major, major, and still are major blessing, blessing for me. You know. Yeah, and my apartment is beautiful. You know, God is good. God is good. Now, let me tell you how that works. I'm going to share with you. So I didn't uh, tell. I always like I say, I ask, so what's your story? You know, when I do and even if I'm doing it on um, anything, business tips or whatever, whenever I do the description for these for the audio or for the video or for my blogs or whatever, somewhere down in the descriptions or something, I use a little hashtag. and I say, so what's your story? You know, if you're ready to tell your story contact me. I can help you write your book, do your podcast, blah, blah, blah. And I'm always asking people what's their story, but I really don't tell a lot about my story. Um, I really, I think, cause I try to put the spotlight on somebody else and, you know, in their story, but I will tell this piece of my story. One day I will tell. And I, I just think it's, I tell about God's goodness, but I want to talk about other people's story and their blessings and their testimony. I just get so excited to hear, you know, um, people that are in love, people that have found love, people that have found, you know, that that one, that special soulmate or whatever, like whatever their thing, success in their, in whatever, in their walk in life. And I just always want to just be encouraged from them and their stories. But I will say this. So we flip flop, we swapped things um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a bit because whereas you no longer have the bunk beds and sharing with your baby, I do. So um, as I relocated over across multiple states, <laughs> um, I ended up, you know, uh, in a situation where I downsized tremendously from the way that I had, you know, the things I was used to having um, and uh, the type of, you know, place I was used to living or whatever. And at one point just this year, just in this year, I was homeless. I was sleeping in my car. Then I was in a hotel for a couple of nights until I, you know, until I had my, you know, the place that I live in. Um, never would have thought, you know, but here I am. And then even when I did, um, we've lived in just very meagerly, very simple, you know, air mattresses, you know, for the last six months. Finally um, got bunk beds for my children and I, well, my, you know, my daughters and I, um, and 
we should we have like a we found a really cool three bed bunk bed system it's like a full bed across the top and two twin beds at the bottom and it's all connected to be a bunk bed thing found it you know um and it's a pretty cool bunk bed but i took a one bedroom apartment and did that you know so for the longest we've been on air mattresses and then even when got rid of the air mattresses and had you know the bunk beds and so when you told that part of your story about you being homeless, you know, when you told the story, part about your story where you shared one room and bunk beds with your son, I could relate, you know, might be a different reason or whatever led us to those things. But the point of sharing a room with your child, when people are used to having multiple rooms and large homes and two and three floors and all these extra bathrooms and extra bathroom, uh, bedrooms and you know, garages and all the things, you know, um, it was okay because I know that for whatever it is um, that I didn't have, God has the power. He's given it to me before and he can do it again, you know, and not only can he do it again, he can give you 10 times, 20 times, 100 times as much, God, because it all belongs to him. And I'm just grateful when you say you're thankful for the simple things. Oh man, I understand that. When I would lay on my on the air mattress, I would lay there and I would just tell God, thank you. It felt so good to be on the air mattress for somebody is outside on a park bench. Somebody is on the floor. Somebody is sleeping in a facility they don't really want to be in. Somebody, you know, whatever the situation. Right. And so I thank God that I have a home to sleep in. Whether I was sleeping on the floor of the home or on the bed of the home or in a king size bed of the home. Because the thing about it is, I've had it all, as you've seen. You know, I've had nice whatever I've had, you know. So it's not like I've not. And I know what it is, you know, as Paul says, he, he, he knows what it is to have and he knows what it is to not have. And through it all, he has learned to be what? Content. Uh-huh. And, and I have learned to be content. And so be it, you know, uh, you know, in my car, in a hotel, on an air mattress, you know, on a bunk in a bunk bed, I praise God for all of it because, you know, He's given me whatever it is we have, and He can, you know, in this, it, you know, it's just a testimony. It's a testimony because one day you'll look back, and you, you know, wherever you know, whatever your situation, whatever it is, and you'll look back and be like, my God, look what God has done. None of it is about us. It is all about Him. It's all about Him. All of it is a part of a story to be able to tell so that it would be your story, but for his glory. You know what I'm saying? Amen. I, de- I definitely do. Can you- yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely do. Yeah. Oh. So I won't hold you, you know, um, but I am just, again, thankful for you being transparent and sharing your story. And um, of course, you know, Anything that I, you know, can do or share, you know, with you, absolutely, I would. Um, you all, um, again, you know, uh, so that's what I do. I love to help tell stories. I love to help, you know, people write books and do the podcast and brand yourself or whatever it is you want to be and whatever it is you want to do. Have it is you can share with others. And so um, if that is something that you um, guys, anyone that's listening would like to do, I would be more than happy to work with you. Um, visit organizedenergy.co slash my story, organizedenergy.co slash my story. 
And then to be alerted for whenever uh, new episodes of this podcast um, are aired or released, go to organizedenergy.co slash alerts with an S at the end of that. Organizedenergy.co slash alerts with an S at the end so that you can be alerted when um, new episodes are made available. Um, and so I think that that is it, Zach. Um, again, okay. I thank you so much. And I thank, thank you guys you for listening. Yeah, thank you. Yes, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And Zach, do you have a favorite scripture you'd like to share as you take us out? Okay, uh, my favorite scripture is John 15, 16. You did not, God, Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I chose you. That's my favorite scripture because it's like I was chosen, you know, I'm one of the chosen ones, you know, but John 15, 16, he said, you did not choose me, but I have chosen you. Amen, amen, amen. All right, you guys, on that note, I just want to tell you all, thank you. I love you guys. Be blessed. All right, bye-bye.